This is Caps PA announcer Wes Johnson, and you're listening to Book the Pod. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of What the Puck. It is a Washington Capitals podcast, which means it's a podcast about your 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Thank you all for listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. We have officially arrived to the all-star break. The Capitals couldn't have gotten this all-star break at a better time. Some guys need to heal up. Some guys are going on vacation. Some guys are going to Chocolate Town. Joining me, as always, to talk all things Caps hockey, my buddy, Coach Dan. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm feeling. I'm cold. It's actually cold in Maryland now. Uh, two days ago, I went outside and went for a run in a t-shirt, and now I need multiple layers to go outside because it has dropped considerably, so I'm cold. I mean, yeah, it went from, uh, what was Monday? was like a high of 55 or something, 50, almost 60 degrees. It was it was a very nice day out. And then this morning I stepped outside and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I, I did not want to stay out there. Uh, this is awful. It was, no, it was very cold yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Today, yesterday it was very rainy. Um, yesterday is what the players for the Kraken have to deal with more often than not. And so, and I guess the Canucks to an extent, but they have a whole other set of problems than just the rain. So, yeah, weather's getting a little cold, but hey, it's hockey weather. That's right. It's hockey weather. It's, it feels a little bit more Manitoba than it does Maryland right now. But uh, here we are. The Capitals have reached the all-star break. Had a uh, an okay week since we talked last. Came away with, with two wins. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't very uh, decisive wins, but a win is a win. Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. So we like to see that. Uh, don't shake your head. It's fast and furious. It's Vin Calm Diesel. Down, Vin Diesel. Yeah, I know what it is. It's, it's uh, well, Dominic I'm shaking Toretto. my head at you. Okay, moving on. Fast 10's coming out this year, so you got to get prepared. I never saw the ninth. Yeah, it's not the greatest, but you gotta you gotta see the to see it to to see ten because I think they're time traveling in ten, but we'll see. I think that's I think they're gonna time travel. That is the next step. No, where why you need why to are we talking about this on a Cap podcast? Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, that you make the movies because people go see them and it makes millions and millions and millions of dollars. That's what we do. But anyway, and everyone listening, help me out and like stop it. <laughs> let's talk a little stop bit about the doing. caps. Uh, let's do this. Let's let's talk about the last week or so. Uh, overall, I mean, very big wins, very big games. Like we said last week, the one against the Penguins was really a four-point game. Uh, the one against the uh, Blue Jackets was uh, somewhat of a big game, even though they're at the bottom of the East. Those are still points taken away from an East uh, Eastern Conference team. So the Caps are, are still in that wild card position at the moment. But uh, they're winning when they need to, which is really important. And they're going to need to win a whole lot in the next uh, two months, I guess. Well, the schedule is not getting any easier after the uh, 11 days off that they've got. I mean, coming up, they've got some tough games. They're in Boston against the best team in the league, points-wise. 
They're home to San Jose, and then they got Carolina, Florida, in Carolina for the uh, ugly sweater jersey bash. And then, uh, you know, you got Detroit coming in, Anaheim. You got the Rangers the following weekend. Like, Buffalo on the road at the end of Fe- – like, February sucks. And Buffalo, the they're Caps. hungry. They're they're right on the, the Caps' heels right now. So that that one right there oh, could be a 100%. season that, – that game could be a season-defining game. I mean, they they had these opportunities to to build some ground. I mean, we know the Caps have got games. Uh, I wasn't say that backwards. They have played more games than a lot of the teams that are chasing them in the race for the playoffs, and that's a problem when you're just barely ahead of them in points. I mean, yes, they had two wins, both overtime over Pittsburgh and Columbus, but Columbus is garbage this season. They really shouldn't have been struggling with them. And then, yeah, you may have beat Pittsburgh, but you still gave them a point. So they're right behind you, and you've played – how many more games have they played than Pittsburgh? They played four less games. So that's eight points that Pittsburgh could make up on the Caps. So that, like, yay, we got that one extra point doesn't really mean anything. Like, that needed to be a win in regulation. They very much needed that to be a win in regulation. Like, you give Columbus a point, whatever. Like, that doesn't matter as much. They are – you know, apologies to any – columbus fans out there but you're tied for last in the league right now with chicago like you are not a good team this season i'm sorry but that's reality why do the caps struggle to beat you like that's a whole problem in and of itself but we gave they gave away a point to pittsburgh they really needed to come out with both points and not give them any and in the end with you know pittsburgh gets all eight points out of the four games that they have in hand and it's irrelevant you know, they're not doing themselves any favors this season. That's all we've seen from the Caps. Their whole game plan, it seems to be this season. And, and people talk about Tara a couple of years and other people have talked about it in terms of this team was just trying to tread water with all the injuries and just stick around. And to an extent, they've done that. They are, if the playoffs started today, they are the seventh seed, more or less, right? They are going up against, I believe they'd be going up against the Rangers. So, no, I'm sorry. I have that wrong. They go up against Carolina. So like sure. Oh, I mean, so that that outdoor could. game could really be a preview of a playoff game. Well, it's irrelevant if they've played four less games than Pittsburgh. So let's say Pittsburgh makes all those up. Now they're playing Boston in the first round. But then they're also uh they're only four points up on Buffalo, but Buffalo has played four less games. So that four points up could be four points behind once they've all played the same amount of games. So the Caps are not doing themselves any favors. Like, I, no more treading water. You need to start piling up points. And knowing that the schedule is getting tougher, they should have been doing that already. And like, well, the injuries. Okay. Do something about it. You can't go and magically make a guy heal. Like, I'm not talking about that. But you've got guys on your roster that are not contributing. Move them out. And however you can, so that guys that are contributing, or you may be able to bring in someone that's contributing, can play. Anybody can get traded in this league. We've seen plenty of trades that were either lopsided or players that weren't working out. I'm fairly confident without uh, without having done any research that there is a player somewhere else that is very similar to Anthony Mantha in the fact that it's just not working out for the team that he's at right now. Like Mantha at this point on this team, I still cannot understand how he's still here. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. But that's the reality of sports. It's what have you done for me lately? And Anthony Mantha has not done anything lately. And that is a massive problem. Well, I think that's why he's not going either. anywhere either. I think that's people are seeing that around the league and they're, they're not, they don't want him on the team. They don't want to offer him anything. 
Yeah, but there's got to be. I have to imagine there's a team out there with a guy who's basically in the same position. Like, you know what? We'll swap and see if it works. I mean, there's plenty of coaches out there that are like, I can turn him around. I can make it work. You know, he has the skill set. He has all the tools. It just might be a bad system for him. You know, I don't know what it is, but anybody can get dealt. But in the last five games, he's got one assist and he's got what? Two shots on goal, four shots on goal, I believe. This coming from a guy who's making five. What is it? Five point seven. I think his cap hit is something right well, around there. Let me see. Let me let me ask yeah, you this. 5. While, while while you look up how much he's making, let me let me ask you this. So you're saying maybe this is just a bad system for him. What kind of system would he need? What what kind of system is successful for him? I mean, he's playing with T.J. Oshie and and Alex Ovechkin, Nick Backstrom, Yevgeny Kuznetsov. I mean, you take any one of those guys away, put them on another team. That other team is building around those players. What kind of system does Anthony Mantha need when you've got that much talent in your offense? I mean, I don't know specifically what type of system he needs you know i haven't i haven't studied him to an extent but i think when it comes down to it if you're a team that's trying to win right like if, if say the caps were a rebuilding team or a retooling team and they're like you know what we're going to get better it's going to take us a couple of years if we're the caps of 2006 or 2007 like i can see where they're like well we have the cap space and this is a veteran guy let's keep him around he's good you know if he's good in the locker room like it makes sense but this is a team that wants to win now and the reality is if you're not producing you one of two things has to happen either the coaches have to leave or the player has to leave other players are doing quite well under laviolette i'm not the biggest fan of laviolette i don't think he's he's the right coach for this team but i it's too late and i feel like now in the season to make a change you really get something from it but you never know crazier things have happened i don't think the caps are going to make that move i think they're going to go into the offseason and and you know if they don't make the playoffs i think it's done i think if they make the playoffs they need to get out of the first round Maybe even the second round for him to be able to stick around. I mean, I don't know. Like, it seems like the uh, the front office really likes Peter Laviolette. Uh, we did have a listener uh, comment to us on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which one of us he was mad at. Um, <laughs> and that rec- not mad. I'm being I'm being silly. But uh, Patrick Garrity at P Road Dog. I remember I looked at it before. Or is it PG Road Dog? Yo. Is he a wrestling fan? Maybe. I mean, your boy. Yeah, he's a big, uh, he's a big road dog fan. Um, when I used to watch wrestling back when I was in, uh, in when did I watch it? When I was in high school. Yeah, everybody he, watched uh, it in high school. I, <laughs> I was, I was a big road dog fan. I liked the New Age Outlaws. Well, that was fun. He's, Anyways, you can see him. Uh, actually, he, uh, he, he helps write. I think Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. Now he's behind the scenes, so he's still, he's still active in the business. For him. His finisher move was terrible. We've already gotten off topic again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as we do. But no, I mean, and I get it. I, my concerns with Laviolette have nothing to do with necessarily him not being a player's coach uh, or being a player's coach, it sounds like. I, I just don't think his system is working. I think I've seen other teams that have had their share of injuries that are doing better than the Caps are. I think this is a team that should be producing. I think these have players like an Anthony Mantha that should be doing better and they're not. And, you know, they've tried to do things like benching Mantha and that hasn't worked in terms of having him produce better. You're not seeing it on the ice. And that's reality. Statistics show the standings don't lie. Stats don't lie. The number of goals you have is the number of times you put the puck in the net. Right. And yes, players do other things to 
help this team moving forward. But at $5.7 million a year in a league that lets you only spend a certain amount of money, you have to produce if you're making that. That's just reality of the National Hockey League. Like, it's not a slight against Mantha. He got offered that much money. He would have been a fool to be like, no, thank you. I actually think I'm a $2 million player. And I'm not <laughs> saying he is a $2 million player. I just picked a number. But, like, that's he's going to turn that away. No one else would, right? Like, sometimes you get guys that will take team-friendly contracts, but he got offered that from Detroit, and he took it. And good for him. You know, I'm sure he deserved it, and he earned it at that point. But he's doesn't he hasn't earned it in D.C., and that's just reality. So if it's not working out, and if you're a team that says you have aspirations to win another cup, that your window hasn't closed yet, which I agree with, then it is the responsibility of the general manager to make something happen. And McClellan hasn't. We've been sitting here all season going, when's this guy going to show up? When are these players going to do better? We've seen Kuznetsov being you know, streaky. Tomas Fleischman 2.0. We've seen all these different issues. We know that Carlson's out injured, and I'm sure they're making phone calls and trying to do moves, and you know we're getting into the silly season now. We already had our first big trade, and so I'm sure they're trying to make something happen. We've heard rumors of, of Lars Eller being made available because they want to bring in a defenseman. You know, do you, I, look, actually, you know, you asked me before about who's going to take Mantha. They were able to trade Richard Ponick. So maybe you're talking to a team and you're going, hey, uh, we need to get Mantha out from under our books. We need to move something. Here's him and this to a team, and we want your guy back. So let's throw out, and I'm not saying this is going to happen. I want the dude from Arizona, uh, Trukran, the defenseman. He's like, what, 24? I mean, he's, per- he's the right age because they need to get younger. He's really good. He's got a decent contract for another, I think, two years. And then you're going to have to pay him a lot of money. But you go, okay, we'll give you a first-round pick for him. And they're going to probably want a first-round pick, an NHL player, a prospect, like whatever. But you also have to take Anthony Mantha. We need the cap space, right? They're going to have to do something if Carlson's coming back before the playoffs. Like, they're going to have to free up cap space. So, and in Mantha may not be enough to free up enough cap space because Carlson's got a nice contract. I mean, he's at, uh, oh, he's not there because he's injured. Where are you on this thing? He is 8 million. So they still would potentially have to free up more to be able to bring him on. So they're going to have to do something. Trade deadline is, I always forget. When is the NHL trade deadline? Is it the end of the month? (laughs) I, I never know. And you always have to look it up. I do. March 3rd. I got to put this on like a, a, a sticky note and put it here in the home office. That's what I need to do. But I just, I feel like this roster is not, it's just, it's not set up to win now. And that's what this team thinks they are. And then they go up against a team that is quite good in Toronto and they actually start out pretty well. And then they just, Toronto's like, all right, we're going to turn it up a notch and the caps just can't keep up. You know, I mean, Ovechkin can still score goals better than anyone in the league. Except he doesn't do it when I put a buck on him to be an anytime goal scorer on DraftKings. But Thanks, Ovi. It's because he, it's because he knew. He was like, "Well, I'm not helping that guy out. That guy's, you know, not helping him out." I Even had a parlay, man. I had a parlay for last night's game, and I hit everything except for Ovi being a goal scorer. See, I don't really know what that means because I don't gamble. <laughs> I, I people are like parlay, and I'm like, yeah. No idea what you're talking about. It's, a, it's from the Pirates movie. Yes, that's true. I do know that one. Yeah. That is a very good point. I got that one. That made sense. Nice callback. So uh, it's not a callback. That didn't make any sense. Anyways, I'll say nice reference. That's what I meant to say. Um, my point is, please trade Anthony Mantha because it's not working out. It's it, Honestly, it would be 
It would be the best thing for him in his career because it's not working here. It would probably be the best thing for the Capitals because they need the cap space. And if they can go out and get a defenseman for him, that's what this team needs right now because if Carlson comes back, then you've got another guy. It's likely you're losing. I mean, it might not be the case, but Dmitry Orlov is a free agent in the offseason. If he gets that far, you know, maybe they sign him beforehand. But if he doesn't come back, that's a veteran defenseman. That's, you know, as much as you may not like him, he has been, you know, overall, he's been good for this team. He's a veteran guy. Are you ready to lose him? You've got to re-sign a bunch of other dudes. So if you can get a guy like a Drukin or, or, or someone out there that has a contract, then you've got a little bit of your future more secured. But if not, Brian McClellan's got a lot of work to do in the summer. Like, I'm a camp director, and he'll have more work to do than I do in yeah. the summer. That's that's what I'm getting at. Like, that dude's going to be busy. He's going to get less sleep than I do between June and August. So uh, I just I don't like how this team is set up. I think it's it hasn't been working, and they haven't done enough to make it better. I don't understand why Sonny Milano and, and Dylan Strom have not been re-signed yet. Like, every game they play, they're getting more expensive. Like, they need to make something happen. And they don't have the cap space to necessarily screw around with it because you got some other guys you need to resign. Are you going to move out Lars Eller? Let's make it happen. Like March third is coming up quick, and these are really important games coming up. And if you you know aren't doing well during those, are those points that you're losing that you might have been able to you know to get be it one point or both points in a game? Can't afford to lose them because you're already ahead in number of games played. So every time Pittsburgh wins, every time Buffalo wins, they're just creeping up closer and closer. Well, I think maybe you you just answered your own question there. Like, why why are these guys still on the team? Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? Because I think this offseason might be a little bit busier than we're we're used to. You know, we have to sign every single defenseman. So maybe they aren't willing to part with some of these contracts that they have on the books right now because this offseason is going to be so so busy and and have so much work that they have to do at that point. I, they're they're going to have to decide who's a bigger cog and who's going to have to be the, the guy to stay and who's got to go later on down the road. Uh, I, I think they don't know that, that now that's a problem. Yeah, I, I can agree with you there that, that that is a problem if they don't know it yet, but I don't know. Milano Strom, I think those guys need to be re-signed 110%. I, I like those guys. I, I think that, uh, like you said, signing them now would be best for the future uh, of what to do with them. Um, but I think that the reason why the Caps have been so slow to respond to any of the, the drama going on or anything going on is because of all the injuries. There's just like there's so this team is so unpredictable with who is in the lineup. And I think that's why we haven't seen Peter Laviolette in like on the hot seat or whatever, because he went through the covid years and then he went through, you know, years where. Henrik Lundqvist was going to be the number one goaltender and that didn't happen. Like every time this guy's ready to go and, and coach this team, he's got a rug pulled out from under him. Connor, Connor Brown was supposed to be a number one uh, line guy and he got hurt. What first game, second game of the season. And he's not in. So I think that, I think that the front office is kind of like, yeah, Lavi, I think, you know, you kind of have gotten a raw deal since you've been here. So we're going to let you build the team and, and kind of work us through the fact that these guys are in contention with all of the injuries is still kind of crazy. You think that they would just be 
at the bottom of the pile with all the injuries that they've had, especially with the two biggest, two of the biggest names on the team just coming back, Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom, which congrats, Nikki, for getting your, your first goal of the season uh, recently this week. But then Tom Wilson's out again. Tom uh, Willie Bay Bay, he's uh, he, he gets he gets a, a puck on the the ankle and now he's out through the end of the All Star break. He plays eight games, like all of these injuries and all this stuff that this coach and this team have had to go through. I think I think the front office and and maybe even some fans and other people are like, hey, we're winning. I don't even think we expected that. We're winning, so let's just let's just take it one game at a time. Maybe I don't know. I mean, if that's the, so, we know that injuries have been an issue. It was no surprise if Axelman and Wilson weren't ready to start the season. And like they made a trade, they brought in Connor Brown. He got hurt early on. Like that was unfortunate. But why have they not really made any moves since then? It's been you know they they lost a couple guys to waivers early. They brought in Albe Kubel. You know they they who, who has been doing Hershey. really well except for getting suspended. I I think I brought this up a week or two ago. Albe Kubel, he's coming in, he's playing his heart out. He's he's doing exactly what you want a guy that you sign off of waivers to do. He's he's not making waves except for the suspension, but he's uh he's he's doing what he's got to do. He's 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 uh he's a guy that you want in there and uh and he fights for the puck. Solid player to get off of waivers. I, I mean he's been. He's a, I don't know. I mean, he's a fourth line guy. We yeah. kind of have those. We You're not going to build those. a team around him, but he does the job. Yeah, but we had those guys that were our guys that we let go. And, you know, I don't know. I have to look at the stats. I haven't seen him enough to see, like, would he be better than if we'd hung on, hung on to Axel Janssen Fialbi or Brett Leeson? Like, could they play the same role that he's playing? I don't know. But, you know. It doesn't matter at this point because it's the past. But we're looking at, you know, you were talking about defensemen and, like, maybe they're doing this on purpose because they want to go out and be able to sign new guys. I mean, I'm looking at the free agent defensemen, and I'm not laughing at, I'm not blown away by any of the names on here. And a lot of these guys are, you know, a bit older. The, the ones that are like, oh, these, you know, they're getting a lot of points this season. They're restricted free agents, so they may not even make the free agent market. Like, I'm looking at the Caps. I don't know if you want to completely shake up your defense. Maybe you do if you're bringing in a new coaching staff, but... I'm thinking, you know, Alexio's probably going to come back. Favari's probably going to come back. They're both restricted free agents. I wouldn't be surprised to see Nick Jensen get re-signed, as well as Eric Gustafson, you know, Trevor Van Riemsdyk maybe. And maybe they have a lot of the same guys on defense next season because some of these guys have done quite well. Um, But I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of a shakeup. I wouldn't mind trying a, a couple other guys to see what they can kind of make happen. But, you know, if you have a guy like Gustafson who's playing really well, why have you not offered him another one year, two year deal? Maybe he's, I mean, maybe these players sitting there going, well, I'm playing really well. Maybe I can go somewhere else that's going to have a little more cap space and make some more money. I don't know. Obviously, we have to wait and see, but I'm not necessarily blown away by the defensive market right now in free agency. So maybe they're going to go and make some trades. But if I'm then and I really think I have this window, I mean, Ovechkin's not getting any younger. So. If I think now's the time, then why am I? Why are they not making trades? Why are they not doing something to help this team progress now? Something they can do for this season. We've seen that making trades at the deadline or beforehand can really benefit this team, especially during the cup run. Michael Kempney. I mean, that really helped to push them towards winning the cup that year. Some of those, some of those, you're right. Some of those trade deadline guys are they help you go deep. Other guys like Kevin Shattenkirk can come in and Shattenkirk. And he's gonna be a free agent this offseason. That's your boy. No, never they can again. Bring him back. Never bring him again. back. 
Let's make it happen. His number's not going <laughs> up into the rafters. Absolutely not. Ah, day after his retirement, he'll get it before Bondra and Kolzig for some stupid reason. <laughs> I was saying, why there's not the rafters yet? We can only, you, you only have so many numbers to pick from. You can't retire them all. It's Olaf Kolzig and Peter Bondra. Like, you can retire their numbers. <laughs> all right. I, I, I can agree I with those two guys. On. I don't yeah. understand that. But either way, you early, you mentioned uh, guys going to Hershey. Given they have the All-Star break, 11 days off, Protus got sent down. Eh, good for him. They got a, Hershey's got three games over the weekend. Let's let him get some more ice time. Um, Do you think he guy, had a vacation you know, planned and then they just kind of threw that on him? Because I feel like he was like, ah, 11 days off. I'm going to go to Florida and put my feet up. And they're like, oh, hey, uh, by the way, we want you to go and go to Hershey and play some games. Oh, man. I feel like when you're a young guy, you're not necessarily yeah. planning that vacation because, you know, he's already, you know, he's been bouncing back and forth a little bit. So um, I feel like if you're a young guy, you're not going to be planning some big vacation or vacation at that time because, you know, you're probably going back to Hershey. And they, I would imagine they would be like, hey, this is the plan. Yeah. Like on. Yeah. I have to imagine that was there. They had that planned out. And, you know, I got to say this. I know we're going to go down on the farm in a little bit, but, man, Hershey is tearing it up in the AHL. Those guys are looking great. Why don't you think the Caps maybe looked for, to the Hershey Bears for more help in the big leagues with the way that they are playing so well in the AHL? I know the AHL is a minor league. It's not the same as the majors, but you're talking about, you know, bringing in new talent or whatever. How come the Caps aren't looking internally and bringing in some Hershey Bears to play in the big leagues? Well, for Hershey, I mean, looking at the guys, a lot of their players that are putting up points, these are these are AHL guys. I mean, these are, I think, and this is not to slight them at all because I'd love to be in the position they're in, but they're career AHL players. And so, you know, I, they've m- likely had opportunities in the NHL, and it just hasn't been the case. You know, I, I think they brought have brought up the guys that can produce in the NHL this season, and, you know, this is where that team is at. And, you know, there's uh, – you know, I think from the coaching staff to certain players not producing, like I just, I feel like this team needed to shake things up a little bit earlier and they haven't. And I'm very curious as to what they're going to do with the deadline. And if this is a team that sits pat at the deadline and doesn't do anything, they may not even make the playoffs. I mean, right now, if Pittsburgh and Buffalo both win the games that they have in hand, the caps are on the outside looking in. Yeah. I'm telling you that Buffalo game at the end of the month, that's going to be like a make or break game for them i mean there's nothing that we've seen i mean december yes but i'm starting to think december was just a smoke screen like there's nothing that we've seen of that makes me go oh okay if they can just do that all the time I just, i'm not seeing it there's no consistency they're not playing 60 minute games they should have gone been able to come out and beat up on columbus and that just didn't happen yeah i'm, I'm looking ahead at the schedule here i mean the February schedule is tough, but at least it's like steady. You know, it's every Tuesday, every Thursday. They have three Saturday games. They do have just one back to back. They have how many? Six at home. Of course, they have the stadium game, which the Caps do pretty well at stadium games. But like February is going to be rough after that long break. It's a lot of opponents, but at least it's steady. If you look ahead at March, March, you're going out to the West Coast. You're coming back home. You've got what? One, two, three. You got six home games. You, you've got Pittsburgh and then back to backs between the Islanders and Tampa Bay to end the, the month in March. 
it it's it's a rough schedule coming up. Like it's it's this is this is no cakewalk, and it's going to be difficult. I just I just hope this this next eleven days the Caps are going to be smart. They're resting their bodies, and hopefully, in eleven days we'll be getting Tom Wilson and Nick Dowd back because I think we we've never really got used to Tom Wilson being in the lineup uh, when he came back earlier this year. But Nick Dowd, I I don't know about you, but I can definitely feel it. His his presence uh, on the ice is is definitely missed. Having him out of the games has definitely been a huge factor. I mean, I forget who I was talking about this recently with, but like Dowd being out. Um, uh, we we're talking about Beegs from when he was here in the past, and then and the that 2018 team and how it was, you know, sad to see him go. But Dowd really has stepped in and become a, a really, really good contributor to the team. Um, him being out is definitely hurt. I feel like Wilson probably would be playing if it was, a pl- you know, going into the playoffs or really important stretch run. And that because they knew they had all this time off, they're not rushing it back. They're giving him the extra 11 days off so that he can come back in Boston. And I feel like that makes sense. Um, so in my, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was more of an, if the timing was different that he would have come back earlier, but you know, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do, but you know, getting these guys back will be very beneficial, but we've seen this season. You can't rely on everybody to stay healthy all the time. They need to have a backup plan and a backup plan for that backup plan. So on and so forth. It's also good that Ovechkin's getting a little bit of time off. Yeah, he's got to be in the All-Star uh, festivities, but after that he, he'll be a part of the bye week and he can rest up a little bit as well because he even said uh, the game in Colorado he wasn't 100% after missing the Las Vegas games. So these guys are older. They they It takes more time to heal, and, and that's what these guys have to do right now. They just Everybody needs to get healthy and, and get as close to 100% as they can be. Um Let's talk about something, though, that isn't 100%. Let's talk about those Stadium Series sweaters. You uh, know they suck if Brandon doesn't like them. <laughs> so, uh, per usual with our podcast, we recorded last week, and within the span of, what, four or five hours later, uh, they re- decided to release the Stadium Series sweaters for the Capitals and the Hurricanes. Coach Dan and I are fashion aficionados, so you really think that uh, – they should have done that on our show and given us uh, a time to talk about it while it was fresh in everyone's minds. Um, nice. Now the stadium series they said are supposed to be big and bold and all that garbage, but um, we've waited forever for a Weagle sweater, and this is what we get. I I I hate these jerseys. I'm so bummed because I was so excited that the Weagle was going to be the centerpiece of the jersey. I was like, yes, finally. Now, some of the other merch that they have put out looks pretty good. I like the the white T-shirt with the Weagle on it. Um, some of the fan stuff is good. But the giant Weagle. I, I, so if you would have taken the red at the bottom out, shrank the Weagle a little bit so it was just on the chest, I think I would have I would have bought one. I like I like it a little bit better that way. I will say, after seeing the photo that leaked, I was really not impressed. Seeing the official logos come out and seeing some of the embroidery that was like white on white on on the the Weagle's face and head, I was like, okay, not as bad as I originally thought. I kind of like it a little bit more. Still not going to buy one, but uh, 
really unimpressed with what they did. I, I, it's kind of a bummer. I do like the pants, the shorts, you know, that uh, Ovechkin modeled with the three stars down the side. I thought those were good. I thought Charlie Lindgren's new pads look good. The helmet has the Caps logo that they used for the uh, first Stadium Series game that was in Annapolis. I'm still so sad I didn't go to that game. Uh, but um, I don't like that, but just a swing and a miss for this sweater. Apparently they're going to wear them one more time after the stadium series, but really. Oh, good. Swing and a miss, and let's see how they look outside in uh, in Riley, but I'm not I'm, – I'm very upset. I'm bummed that that's what we get after all this time. Do you think that the sunlight is going to make the jerseys not look like crap? Wasn't once it's at night, right? Oh, is it? I thought it was a daytime game. No, I don't care. Nighttime, eight o'clock. They... It's eight o'clock. No, I had no. I had no idea. I'm gonna be straight up. Had no clue. Uh they suck, in my opinion. I think they're. I mean, Carolinas are not great, but they're better. I like you said. I think the 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 Weagle is massive. I don't mind the red at the bottom. I think it should have been red with like a thin blue stripe just above it. And then the same thing on the sleeves. I have no problem with the, with the blue on the sleeve. I just think it's stupid looking like, why is it so massive? I think were you the one that had texted me and said, if it was a sweatshirt, it would have looked good. No, nah, it wasn't me. Cause I wouldn't have said that. Someone texted me and was like, if they put that as a sweatshirt, it would actually look pretty cool. And I was like, Oh, it actually would look kind of cool as a sweatshirt, but not as Jersey. Like I think when they're wearing it on the ice, I'm not going to change my opinion. I'm going to go, oh, no, that looks really dumb. Like, this is like when, remember Major League Baseball? Was it in the 90s? They were like futuristic jerseys for uh-huh. like one game or something like that. Yep. Yeah. And they were ridiculous. Like, that's what we have right there. This is like NHL video game created team bad. I did like, say I this understand. on Facebook when it came out. I was like, we've waited this long for the Weagle, and this is what you give us? What is this, 1993? Because that's the first thing I thought of was those MLB jerseys from the 90s. It's just, It's just not good. Uh, it's really bad. I mean, they're just, I get, like you said, they kind of want to make them big and flashy and fun. And like, you can do that without making it look ridiculous. Like, I don't get it. Anyone that buys this Jersey, I don't understand you. The Adidas website sold out while we were talking on the phone the next day. People are going to buy them. Doesn't matter. They're on eBay right now for $400. I'm not buying one though. I've got my reverse retro from this year. Thank you to my girlfriend for that one, for the Christmas gift. But this, this, yeah, not cool. <laughs> I get that everyone has their own opinion, and that's fine. If you like this jersey, enjoy. But I, in my opinion, it, I, I don't understand you. It is a swing and a miss. And same for Carolina. Like, they're both just not great. I I wish I could see them on the ice and be like, oh, actually, you know what? That's not that bad. But no, it is that bad. Anything else going on in Caps World? Uh, Well, there is one last little bit of news that uh, at least affects the fans and the Caps to an extent, as uh, Samantha Pell, who covers the Capitals for the Washington Post, she announced that the game in Columbus was the last game that she would be covering as the Caps beat reporter for the Washington Post. She's actually moving away from journalism altogether, it sounds like. She hasn't announced what she's doing next, nor do we know who will be the new Caps beat reporter. But I actually think, I mean, she's done a great job for the last few years covering this team, the articles, uh, insights that she has, 
she's lots of third and three. I think the only downside to having her as the beat reporter is it seems to be that there was some weird curse that they had so many overtime games yeah. <laughs> since she took over that like everybody knew about it. Like every game was overtime because of Samantha Pell for some reason. So no, best of luck to her going forward. I'm very curious as to what she's doing next. Um, she will, I'm sure she'll be missed by those she's interacted with as a beat reporter. And, and it's a loss for the fans. The Caps have had some really, really good beat reporters over the years. I mean, we have uh, Samantha Pell's leaving now and Isabel Kershudian before she moved over to cover um, international news, just covering Russia and the, the, the war in Ukraine. Um, they had Tarek Al-Bashir at one point. I think it was Tarek, then Isabel, then Samantha, if I have it right. And then um, what's his name who covers the NFL for CBS? Jason Lockenford. He used to cover the Caps years ago. Um, so the Caps have had a lot of really good beat reporters. So I'm 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 curious to see who's next and see how good uh, that person will be. Yeah, I completely agree with you. She, uh, Samantha Pell, has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, whenever uh, you you would give me any kind of news or whatever, or somebody would say something about the caps, she was the first Twitter account I would go to to, to confirm it or make sure that she said it because she was such a trustworthy journalist and was so good at her job. So this is definitely a huge loss for the caps fans, huge loss for the Washington post. Uh, she was, she was absolutely fantastic. And uh, she came in. I, if you listen to caps this morning and, and her interview of how she started with the caps, it's a, it's a really great story. She worked her way up from an intern and uh, yeah, uh, huge loss for the capitals, but uh, congratulations to her on whatever she plans to do next. She'll do great at it because, man, she was great at this. So thank you so, ma- so much to Samantha Pell for all of her great work on the Caps. All right, everybody, that's it for what's going on in Caps World. Now let's go down on the farm. All right, everybody, here we go. We're going down on the farm. We are talking Hershey Bears. And South Carolina Stingrays coach Dan. What's going on down on the farm? Let's start in Hershey where the Bears went 2-1 with two wins over Lehigh Valley. Now, unfortunately, they got shut out on Teddy Bear Toss Night. More on that to come. Bears are currently first in the Atlantic Division with 61 points. Four up on second place Providence. Now, I mentioned the Teddy Bear Toss a moment ago. Team held their annual event uh, this past Sunday. Now, as they were shut out, fans had to wait until the end of the game, or I don't know if you saw this, almost the end of the game. The Bears started coming down with about five seconds left. There was one dude on the ice. Did you see the guy for the other team who was like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> Calm down, man. It's five seconds. You really think a lot going to happen? You're up 2 nothing. I think it was. Like, the you know what? Pick up a teddy bear. You'll feel better. Anyways, Bears came raining down at that point. Uh, and uh, that shutout didn't stop the fans from donating a new world record. 67,309 bears, which were donated to over 35 local charities. Did you see the video? I don't know if I sent this to you. Did you see the video of the giant uh-huh. teddy bear that got put? Like, everybody was helping to get that one on the ice. Like, one how did you get that in the arena? Like I wanted to be at that game. Like I'm getting out of the car and I'm getting my kids out. I look up and I'm like, maybe they have a teddy bear to throw. Maybe not my daughter. Cause she's actually, she turns one tomorrow. Happy birthday. 
Happy um, birthday. So uh, you get out of the car and you look up and some dude just carrying this thing that's like, I don't know, 10 feet tall. And you're just like, what's happening? Like, this is just ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, a new world record, 35 local charities. is a great event that the Bears put on. Uh, they'll be back at it tonight in Lehigh Valley, where it looks like Alexi Protus is getting a jersey already. Uh, they'll be playing there before they head to Bridgeport on Friday. They then host Lehigh Valley at the Giant Center on Saturday. Let's head down to South Carolina, where things did not go so well over the past week. Stingrays went 0-3 with three straight one-goal losses to Florida. They are currently tied for second in the South Division with 51 points, six back of that first-place Florida team. Though the Stingrays have played two less games, so they have an opportunity to uh, make up some points on them with those games in hand. They'll be back at it with three straight road games, all of them up in Worcester, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Worcester. On Friday, Worcester. Friday, Saturday, and on Sunday. That was a terrible accent. You were going that's all over what, the country for th- those accents. I don't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> but that's what's going on down to the farm. Brandon, let's go around the NHL, buddy, and beyond. everybody welcome back to the show we are about to go around the nhl are we going beyond is there international news i don't know no, we'll find but out i like Coach yelling <laughs> you like feeling like buzz Lightyear? i just like going and... i should right, just go... record my son doing that he's a huge buzz Lightyear fan all right coach dan tell us catch us up what is going on around the nhl and beyond well let's start it not beyond Let's start in Vancouver, where the silly season has begun. The Canucks sent center Bo Horvat to the Islanders for winger Anthony Beauvillier, center Atu Ratu, and a conditional 2023 first-round pick. Now, that first-round pick is protected if it's within the top 12, which it looks like it's going to be, this summer. Now, if it is a protected pick, it becomes an unprotected 2024 first-round pick. Colorado brought in winger Matt Nieto and defenseman Ryan Merkley from San Jose for wingers Jacob McDonald and Martin Kaut. Let's go back up to Vancouver, where the Canucks re-signed winger Andre Kuzmenko to a two-year, $11 million deal. That's a cap hit that comes out to $5.5 million a year. Brandon, that's what's going on in the NHL, but not so much beyond. (laughs) You know, I forgot to bring this up. I wanted to bring this up on Down on the Farm, but did you see who was at Hershey Cubs practice today? I did. Did you see that jersey he got, by the way? No, he got a jersey? He got a jersey from – I actually missed who sent it to him, so I apologize. I missed that part. But the he got his a Canucks jersey that on the back says Bruce there. It says Bruce there it. I don't think it says it is, but I actually thought that was kind of cool. But now boss is back in the house. That's right, Bruce hanging out with the Hershey Cubs, checking out practice. Good uh, kids, listen to that man. Make sure you listen. Do what he says. He's too smart. He might end up somewhere. Who knows? If there's a a coach uh, that that's let go, maybe he shows back up in the NHL. We'll see. But anyway, Coach, is that it for the show this week? I think that's it, buddy. 
All right, well, hey, if you guys would like to continue the conversation with Coach Dan or I, you can. It's real easy. All you have to do is tweet to either one of us. You can tweet to me at Brando Cash. Coach Dan, where can people tweet to you at? You can find me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dan, talking all kinds of Capitals-related things when I actually have the chance to type them in. Uh, but yeah, it's find me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dan. Caps, Arsenal Football Club, top of the league. Can we all just calm down? Regarding the end of the uh, trade window, uh, transfer deadline day was a little crazy. Didn't get Caicedo. It's okay. We needed depth. We got that with her Jorginho. Everything's going to be fine. Brandon has no idea what I'm talking about. Not a, not a clue. You also on, <laughs> find me on there talking about the Bills, the Commanders, uh, and other sports and things that I find. Oh, Alexi Lawless, you can off, man. Stop trying to speak for all Americans saying we're all Leeds fans. That's 100% not the case. And I... I know plenty of European football fans, and none of them follow leads. So you can all kinds of shut the you-know-what up. Anyways, he that guy's a, I'm thinking of bad words. So anyways, that's finding me on Twitter, at WTP Coach Dan. But hey, if you have enjoyed the show, go ahead and check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash whatthepuckpod. It's where we post when new shows are coming out, as well as all sorts of other things related to the Washington Capitals, the Hershey Bears, South Carolina Stingrays, the Hershey Cubs from time to time, and other fun things. That's facebook.com slash what the puck pod. But Brandon, I was talking about the Bills and Commanders a moment ago. If uh, someone happens to be a fan of a certain purple clad team based out of Baltimore, is there a podcast they should check out? That's right. You can listen to my Baltimore Ravens podcast called The Call. Me and my buddy Josh talk all things Baltimore Ravens football. And we will be back with a new show next week. Because on ESPN this Sunday night, a brand new documentary is going to be coming out called Bullies of Baltimore about the Baltimore Ravens 2000 Super Bowl run. So we will be reviewing that documentary, talking about the Super Bowl coming up. So make sure you go over and subscribe to the call wherever you listen to this podcast. Now, we do this show for free. You listen, stream, and download for free on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. All we ask in return is for you to please spread the word about the show. Write us an Apple Podcast review. Rate us over on Spotify. Let people know on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Pinterest and Instagram and Reddit and Snapchat and Twitch and TikTok and Hive and Discord, anywhere you're social on the web or with your phone. Say, I'm a Washington Capitals fan. I listen to What the Puck, and you should too. So here's the plan, guys. Due to the fact that the All-Star break is happening next week, we will not be doing a show next week. We will be coming back on Monday the 13th, which means there are two games until we talk again. If I could get my mouse to go to my third screen. On Saturday, February 11th, the Capitals are in Boston up against the Bruins. That game is on ABC or ESPN Plus, and it is 3.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. And then on the 12th, back-to-backs, Caps are back in D.C. up against San Jose. That one's on the NHL Network and on NBC Sports Washington. All right, Coach Dan, it's become a tradition here. We got back-to-backs. Boston, San Jose, Saturday, Sunday. Which goalie gets to start in which game? Ooh. Um, I don't know, because coming out of the break, it's not like one of them needs more time off than the other one, you know? Well, Darcy had the last game off because Charlie was in against uh, Columbus. No, but when you're you're off this long, I'm saying Kemper 
is going to be in Boston and uh, lingering in San Jose. Not not in San Jose at home against San Jose. against San Jose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I, I can yeah, agree with that. Coming back, was, you want your number one back in the lineup yeah. against the best team in the league. Yeah, Boston. Holy crap! All right, well that's they're gonna they're gonna run away with this thing. They're gonna they're gonna get the President's Trophy and then lose in the first round. Hopefully they're the Capitals. <laughs> All right, well that's it for what's going on in Caps World. Everybody, say it loud, say it proud. Let's go, Caps. This has been a production of Brando Cash Entertainment. Music by DJ Wolfman. Voiceover by Sarah Jacks. For more information, go to brandocash.com.